What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com, and I'm joined by... Ben Bolin, I'm a video writer here at the very same website, which works out well for us, I'd say. Yeah, makes the intro simple, right? It, it does. It'd be a long story every time if I was, you know, a video writer from some other place or if you were the auto editor of some other organization. Yeah, see, we've already stretched it. We've stretched it a bit. It worked out all right. It worked out. But, oh, go ahead. I, you like know, you have something I, on your mind there. I was going to ask you, uh, I have a, as we said before, I have a Monte Carlo. And it's doing something funny, but I can't figure out if it has some, you know, if I can't figure out if it's something that just comes with age, if it's something that I can fix myself. And so I was thinking we could get right into this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Engines, engine trouble. Sure. Tell yeah. me about it. So you, you've got some, uh, got some symptoms. You've got uh, something you're, you're noticing that's unusual, right? Right. All right. Well, that's... Actually, that's one of the, uh, the key things to watch for is just to keep your eyes and ears and even your nose open for, uh, for potential problems under the hood. Um, engines, no doubt about it, they're expensive. Probably the most expensive part of your car, if not the most expensive car you, part of your car. Sure. Um, in most cases. And um, the, the strange thing about this is that an engine will almost always give you a warning sign when something is going wrong. Almost always. Not every time, but um, if you were able to identify what's going on under the hood, if you were able to, uh, to I don't know, have your senses keen enough to, uh, to tune into that. To diagnose it. Yeah, to diagnose it. You'll be able to understand what's going on there and, and potentially head off a very expensive problem. Now, let me tell you, in full disclosure, the only time that an engine ever caught me by surprise uh, was the very first time I was, let's see, I was about 17 years old, and the alternator belt, the serpent, I'm sorry, the serpentine belt, mm-hmm. um, just popped on me. I had no idea what was going on, man. I barely, mm-hmm. I, I pulled over, and I looked in there, and I thought, how did this happen? Because I... Did it I, break? 
Yes. It broke. Yes. It did, did it squeal beforehand? I don't recall. You, know, you, you would have noticed if it did. I think I would have. I hmm. think I would have. So that's, see, there you go. That's that's one time when something can go wrong, and that's not terrible. No. Uh, the no. serpentine belt falls off. If a timing belt fell off, that's a bigger deal. Right. But um, or, or broke. Right. But you can you can put those belts back on. You can, I mean, you can get a new belt and put it on. A new serpentine belt. Yeah. yeah that's yourself. right. Yeah. Sure, yeah. You can do that on the side of the road if you had to. Um, but that's one of the cases where, you know, something can catch you by surprise, mm-hmm. and that's that's not your fault of course that just that just happens i've had that happen while i was driving and had no idea until you know there's smoke billowing from out from underneath the hood i wasn't watching the gauges either uh, and see that's another thing you can watch for is that if your car begins to overheat at that point mm-hmm. uh you may know you may notice that you know that well the fan's not working right um, why isn't the fan working you have to kind of in in every every part of this whatever whatever's going wrong you can look back at another step what's causing that to happen mm-hmm. and uh that's that's key i mean looking back trying to find the, the root cause of what's causing what you're noticing uh so you need to go back a little further than what you think okay i've got an idea then maybe we could maybe we do a little walk through uh and maybe i could say i'll play that person at the mechanics off or the at the garage who asks a question that person who comes in you know and this bothers <laughs> me even though i'm not a mechanic it bothers me when someone comes in and i hear them say Hey, my engine's making this sort of, and then they kind of beatbox out their mm-hmm. impression of their. I kind of like that. I kind of, I, I like what they when they do that. It's fun to watch and fun to listen to. It's but, sort of um, going. <laughs> yeah, it's very confusing. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Uh, thanks, man. Good work. I ripped that off from a lady at the Jiffy Loop. but uh, <laughs> you're sampling the lady. From I'm the Jiffy sampling. Loop. I am. I am indeed. Good, good but, work. Uh, but so, let's let's play that game, and uh, let's say I come in and. The worst, most ominous light that can come on in your dashboard, check engine. That check engine light, sure. Yeah. What, what does that mean? Well, check engine light could be a lot of different things. It could be, um, it, it could be low oil pressure. It could be um, a lot of times what, what that comes down to is a loose gas cap, um, oddly enough. I mean, I've had that on several times in my car when I think I get the gas cap on fully. You know, it, it clicks and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times that's a sign of a loose gas cap. And try, try that first. Um, it's oftentimes emissions problems. Usually it's, usually it's emissions related. Right. And the check engine light can be solid. It can be blinking. Uh, there's just a lot of different things. But in order to fully understand what that light specifically means, it, it's re- typically there's an oil light. So, so maybe the check engine light won't come on in all cars for that problem. But mm-hmm. to really understand what the check engine light indicates, you need a scan tool in newer cars. And a scan tool is just a diagnostic tool that uh, plugs in. Uh, every mechanic shop has it now. Right. Every um, every you know service bay in, um, in in a dealership has them. Plug in underneath the the driver's side dashboard. Um, it will tell you exactly what the fault code is. You know where to go. What sensors bad. What uh, you know what's happening in the car that makes that light happen. So really, you need this diagnostic scan tool in order to uh, figure out what what's going on. And you can buy one of these also now you right? can yeah and they're not very expensive some they can be very expensive or you can get some that are cheaper which will just kind of bare bones get you you know the code and and what's going on but the other ones are a little more advanced a little a little more um i don't know if they're more user-friendly or not i, right. I it's hard, kind of hard to tell just looking at the packages because i haven't purchased one myself but sure um, i would feel weird if i bought one because i would honestly have to ask myself if these lights are coming on this often should I be spending the money on this tool? Well, or? you know what? A lot of people that do modifications to their vehicles um, will find that, you know, if I if I mess around with the intake or the fuel system, mm-hmm. I'm going to get a light in this area. And, and you don't necessarily understand 
exactly where it's coming from unless you have this tool. So that's it's very valuable to someone who does a lot of a lot of work yeah. on their own car. So a check engine could could be a range of things and a wide range of things. Yeah, it's better really, to go to a pro. It it really is. Even if nothing else, just just to get the you know the free check to see what's causing that, mm -hmm. and maybe you can take care of it yourself or address that yourself. But um, for the most part, you have to take it in, have see what's going on at least to get it turned off. Yeah. Know? And here's here's okay here's another one then and this is what uh, the Monte Carlo I mentioned earlier mm -hmm. has uh, you know erratic driving where you're we're driving let's say you're driving an automatic and you're applying you're accelerating mm -hmm. smoothly but somewhere between the sole of your foot and the and the you know the pedal and where the rubber meets the road <laughs> there's there's some jumps there's <laughs> a saying, pouncing tiger yeah, in the engine you're saying your uh, your engine or transmission or something's got a little yeah. bit of hesitation maybe right rattles of some kind i don't know something's going on like that yeah and um well i i guess it could be um anything it could be a fuel problem it could be spark plugs um most likely fuel problem but uh you know every every instance is different so mm -hmm. the erratic driving thing Again, that really needs to be diagnosed carefully. You have to figure out when it does it. You know, if, if it's if it's um, continuous or if it's if it's just occasionally. Mm -hmm. um, if you go to the dealership and they give you, they can actually give you a, um, a kind of like a, a mini version of the scan tool that they that they have. They'll plug it into your your vehicle's diagnostics, and let you drive away with it, um, just for a couple of days or a day or however long they they sure. decide that it'll happen. Even if it's down the road, just to see what happens, um, and it will you know let them know exactly what's going on in your car at all times and, and it records you know second by second what's happening when the fault codes happen what the speed of the vehicle is you know if you're turning left you're turning right what's going on um it, it really is a, a good tool to use it's so, like a black box for your car it kind of is yeah it's just a it's I'm trying to think of what the name of that tool is but um i know someone out there's you know yelling it but it's probably different <laughs> for every manufacturer right. as well but it's sure. kind of like a it's like a ride along it's a co-pilot mm -hmm. um, really i think is what it's called and the co-pilot sits in the vehicle with you and, and monitors what's happening in your car. But it can it can point out a lot of these erratic driving situations or, or situations that, you know, are inconsistent, don't happen all the time, and you can't mimic them while you're at the dealership for whatever reason because <laughs> right. that always happens. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look at look at the simple things like clogged fuel lines and, and mm. fuel filters and, you know, make sure the air intake is clear and, and your fuel, uh, I'm sorry, your uh, air filter is clean and, uh, the plugs are new, that type of thing. Um, but to keep it simple, really, just just try to monitor what's going on exactly. Be able to tell them exactly what's going on. Well, then let's go. Let's go to the lady we mentioned earlier, uh, the pop click lady and <laughs> the noise lady. The noise lady, yeah, yes, the yeah. beatboxer. Yep. Well, um, okay, this one, this is simple enough, really. All the right. noises you can on, you, honestly, you can you can monitor noises yourself and really zero in on the location it's difficult it's more difficult when it's outside the car like maybe if it's a if it's a part of uh the suspension that's making noise oh okay um i've had problems at the you know the right front that sound like it's coming from the the right rear mm -hmm. um it just is the way the acoustics of the vehicle handle it or the way you're hearing it or especially with, when you're moving exactly it's very difficult to stick your head out of the window while you're driving and listen to what's going on mm -hmm. or or just turn off the radio quietly try to idle down a street and see where the noise is coming from yeah doesn't often work um, but really, for the most part, noise is pretty simple to it to figure out. Um, you know, if it's an engine noise that you're talking about, because we are talking about engine failure, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of noises that can be associated with an engine that are normal. Um, you know, a lot of uh, um, 
maybe a little bit of valve clicking, you know, things like that are, mm -hmm. are normal to a point. But if it goes beyond that point where it gets to be an annoyance, if it's really loud, or if it becomes progressively louder, mm -hmm. you've got a problem. You need to look into it. But um, when you're when you're talking about the mechanics of the car, the mechanical parts of the car, the transmission, the engine, pay attention to anything that's new or unusual or that becomes progressively louder. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and that's a good indication that something's going on. And you can usually pinpoint those as well. And you can case test uh, these noises too. You can usually figure out on your own before you take it in uh, that, hey, this noise only happens when I get above this speed. You know, or when I get below this speed, exactly. What I'm trying to turn. Find the parameters that, that right. cause this to happen, and then uh, be able to hand the car over to the the uh, the, the service technician, whoever that is, or or mm. just understand it yourself, and maybe you can figure it out yourself. But um, when you hand it over, you can say, "Do this, and you'll hear it," and mm. they'll be able to identify what's wrong, what's wrong, often without even taking the car out because they've seen it. 100 times before they probably will sit and let you beatbox though. they, <laughs> they probably will listen yeah they probably will i, I would I'd listen to you do it again oh That's thanks fun. man yeah, yeah, yeah go I'm, ahead i'm warming up yeah go ahead oh uh oh i thought you were gonna uh, oh i don't know i was gonna make one up let's see but i i don't want to get busted because our <laughs> listeners will know if it's a fake car noise okay good enough maybe maybe toward the end okay you mentioned the nose earlier though yeah yep that's right you uh might have been able to smell that loose belt if it had been, you know, loose to the point where it was burning. Uh, so if you smell burning rubber, which, mm -hmm. you know, wasn't coming from your tires, mm -hmm. the way you like to drive, I know. Right, yeah, that's um, my problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, if it was uh, if it was burning rubber and you could tell it was coming from under the hood, yeah. oftentimes that's a that's an ill-fitting belt. Uh, it's rubbing against a pulley, and that's, uh, that's what's causing that. Or it could be a hose that's shifted onto something hot, like a, you know, exhaust manifold or, you know, something okay. that it shouldn't shouldn't be or maybe against the block whatever oil um, burning oil maybe could be could be burning oil um it could be hot wires you could you could smell hot wires it was yeah. a very distinctive smell uh you've probably smelled it in electronics that have gone bad before right. um that kind of high kinda resistance acrid, yeah. yeah exactly so there's a lot of uh a lot of odors that can come from underneath the hood as well that you know and not to mention you know exhaust leaks things like that that can be dangerous to you if you if you smell exhaust inside the car that's really bad. You don't. You shouldn't ever have that happen. So, um, if it's coming from your own car, if you smell real strong mm -hmm. exhaust smell, you've got you know holes in the floorboards, whatever. Get out. You just need to get it taken care of quickly because it's dangerous. This is this is an interesting question though. Um, when people live in crowded car environments, you know, so probably a city, or maybe when their day to day driving takes them on a highway or any other high traffic area. Uh, we are kind of used to smelling these sorts of smells, aren't mm -hmm. we? I mean, yeah, but if it's consistent, if it if it mm -hmm. stays with you all the way home, um, I've had cars that have burned oil, and you know the 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 air current around the vehicle for whatever reason draws it back up into the open window. Yeah, um, you know just because of the shape of the car where it where it exits the vehicle, you know if there's a leak in the front. Um, so just notice anything unusual again? Just this all comes back to anything new or unusual. Uh, just have it checked out or check it out yourself. You know, make sure that it's not something that's uh, potentially deadly. So treat car odors then like stray animals, and you know the ones you have to worry about are the ones that follow you home. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Be wary. That was not the best comparison. <laughs> Close enough. Hey, think. thanks. Yeah, thanks. I, I appreciate yeah. the effort. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, good. it's you know I uh, I'm a better beatboxer <laughs> than a storyteller. Uh -huh. um, what would you say is one of the most Let's see, one of the most obvious, undeniable, dangerous. Well, this also comes back to smell, but um, smoke from the, the vehicle. 
um, not only from under the hood, which can happen, you know, yeah. if you have a leak and, and it's dripping fluid or coolant or, you know, mm-hmm. oil, whatever it would be, um, in, you know, someplace hot that you can usually smell it when it becomes smoke, um, or um, smoke from the tailpipe. Smoke from the tailpipe is not all that uncommon. We see it a lot, but yeah. um, it's either condens- if it's white, it's either condensation or it is coolant in okay. the, the, that's been introduced into the, to the um, uh, to the the system where it's being burned, and that indicates usually that there's a um, and in my experience, I've had this happen before. Um, white smoke screen behind me. Um, it was a broken head gasket. And, oh, wow. Yeah, and that's uh, it allows uh, coolant to get in where you know normally you're trying to burn mm-hmm. fuel and air, and um, it, it's quite a mess, and it smells really bad as well. I mean, but um, white smoke, lots of white smoke, is really an indicator of that. Um, there's other colors of smoke though too, so you can have you can have uh, blue smoke as well. Okay. It's kind of a blue gray looking, and that indicates oil burning, and that has a distinctive smell. I've seen and smelt that smoke. Yeah, yeah. I've had many cars that have burned lots of oil, and, um, you know, it burns so much that, you know, if you find yourself adding oil often, you know, that your your oil levels are low, and uh, you're getting, you're feeling a little bit ill when you're driving your own vehicle, um, yeah. that's time to get something taken care of. There's, you know, either bad rings inside the car, something's mm-hmm. going on, or it's, or it's, it could be that it's burning oil that's leaking out um, out of the block. Um, could be a bad seal under the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a variety of things that can go wrong. So again, just pay attention to what's going on with your car. And let me let me point out this too, as we're as we're going over these things. Um, you know, of course, our listeners, all of whom are awesome, take good care of their cars, pay attention to them, and know all of these signs. And so to you guys, we're really, you know, we're really talking to you about spreading the message because we all have that friend. We all have that girl or that guy who, you know, once every week, once every two weeks while they're getting gas, just tops off their oil. Doesn't even <laughs> yeah, really sure. think there's a problem. Sure. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's another thing, you know, that, that um, we need to talk about is that if, if, if you're leaking fluid all the time. If your car is constant, you know, if it, I don't right. care if it's brake fluid, if it's oil, if it's coolant, mm-hmm. transmission fluid, whatever it is, that's not normal. Your car is not designed to leak. Those are those are for the most part sealed systems. Right. Um, definitely have it taken care of. Just just that's that's what this all gets back to. And, and this is kind of a nice point to wrap it up here. Yeah. Is that is that always ask why something's happening why is that new noise there why is the uh why is it burning that fluid why is um you know what's that noise coming from where where is it originating or what's causing it to happen so look for the root cause that's the key to all of this and and make your engine you know hopefully last for 100,000 miles or more 200 300,000 miles um it's it's just critical maintenance that's a great point i guess if we wanted to sum it up in a fortune cookie i hope i don't screw this one up too bad Curiosity kills cats, but it can keep cars running. That's not bad. That's not that's not great. Not bad. That's kind of a long fortune cookie. That is. Well, let's see. Uh, no, that's yeah. about right. I don't know, man. We might be on two line fortune cookies. Maybe. That but uh, to our listeners there, uh, you guys, once again, we appreciate your time. Uh, if you have a better fortune cookie statement, please send it in. And on the way, if you have any suggestions for future topics, uh, please write us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage.
What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 